This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your Wednesday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on 77 WABC. We are the crown jewel of American radio. If you would like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. Love to hear from you. Of course, there is always the news and so much to discuss. I don't know whether you have been following the continued controversy around Tucker Carlson releasing some of the previously unseen footage from January 6th, but that is certainly delicious. And liberals and rhino Republicans are losing their minds over it. The President of the United States, Joe Biden, meanwhile, has formally proposed an array of tax increases. And this is the guy that doesn't mind spending trillions of dollars that we don't have. But he wants to tax the money that you do have, especially if he considers you rich. The White House on Tuesday unveiled a proposal to raise the Medicare surtax on earned and unearned income above $400,000 from 3.8% to 5%. And let me just say, if you're making over $400,000 a year, if you have income of over $400,000 a year, you don't need Medicare and you don't need Medicaid. You don't need a whole host of government programs. But you're still going to be taxed like crazy for programs that you don't need or probably, in many cases, use. Late last month, Joe Biden proposed a new tax on wealthy households. Individuals and families worth more than $100 million would have to pay a 20% tax on income and on the unrealized gains of liquid assets such as stocks. So put your thinking cap on for a minute. Scott, let me start with you. You're making a hundred, you have a hundred million dollars. Cool. Right? On income. 
You have your, you and your family are worth more than $100 million. I like this. Joe Biden says he wants to tax you 20% rate on any income and unrealized gains and liquid assets. What are you going to do? Uh, what do you say? <laughs> well, I mean, you, I, I can't say I'm not going to pay it. Uh, I'm going to try to sh- shelter that money somewhere else, I guess. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Diego, you, you have a hundred million bucks. You and your family, you're living million. large. hundred yeah. mil. Okay. Joe Biden says, you people are too wealthy. And I want to tax 20%. I want a fifth of all of your income. And that's on top of the taxes you're already paying. And unrealized gains on liquid assets, stuff like you have stocks. I'm going to tax what you have, 20%. What's your reaction? What are you going to do? Nothing I can do about it. Like, what, what can what can someone do about it? I mean, if if I'm rich, I'm not in the legislature, and, and I'm not in the legislature, there's nothing I can really do, right? Mm, I guess I can just react to it. Mm, and just say, I don't like it. I don't like it, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. All right, Jason, you have 100 mil. Let me ask you this. Does spending some of the money do anything, or or, or they just take it right off the top? You still have 100 mil. This is the IRS you're dealing with. <laughs> you have $100 million. Joe Biden says, I want to tax it 20% on any income that you have. I'm going to tax it. I'm going to take a fifth of it because I deserve a fifth of your income, your from your hard work, and any unrealized gains you have from some of your liquid assets of whatever gains you think you have in your stock. I want, I want a fifth of it. I'm not really sure what you can do. Maybe, uh, you know, you can go out and protest and rally, but that's, that's not probably going to change anything. So chances are you're probably stuck paying it. Stuck paying it. I don't understand where you're going with this. You have a hundred million dollars. You don't have to stay here. You have a hundred million dollars. You can just say, okay, you know what? You want a fifth of the money that I make? Screw you. I'm moving. I'm just the same way that people are moving out of the high taxes of New York to Florida, where there are no income taxes, moving from places like California to Tejas, where there are no personal income taxes, rich people that have millions, billions of dollars. Don't have to stay around, bend over, grab their ankles, and say, come on and do me. They don't. They can just simply say, call up their tax buddies, call up their accountant, whoever else, where in the world can I go to where I have a more favorable tax advantage? Where can I leave? And by the way, how can, as you said before, Scott, how can I hide and shelter some of this income so that the government doesn't see it? How can I divert some of this income? Or if they are doing things that are productive, they can just stop working. Screw you. I don't have to make money. I have money. I don't have to be a contributing member of society and produce goods and services that other people want. I can stop working. I don't have to give you a fifth of what I have. Now, here's the scary part. Most people don't even think about this. Okay? Think about this for a minute. Especially those of us, those of you in 
high-tax states like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, California, and all the rest of it. They want a fifth of the money that you get in income. That's just the federal government. How much does the state want? How much does your municipality want? How much are you paying after you have your money in unseen taxes that you don't even think about? Every time you go to the gas station, you're paying more. Every time you buy something, you're paying a tax. Every on money that has already been taxed. And now they're saying in this other story, they want to raise more money and make you pay for Medicaid, Med- Medicare. You don't even use it, but you got to pay almost 5%, a 5% tax to the government on that. Tax that on. Tack on all these little hidden taxes that you're paying and usage taxes, taxes that you pay. And when you add it all up, if you, if you live in these high-tax areas, you are paying almost half of your income to somebody else in taxes. I got news for you. You are not married to the government. The government doesn't deserve half. If you, dirty, rotten husband, decide that you want to leave your beautiful wife who has catered to you and just helped you become the success in life, and you want to ditch her and go get a newer model, then she's going to take you into court and, yes, get get a newer model. Get get the latest model that's 30 years younger, 20 years younger, that, that blah, 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 because you're going through your middle-age crises, and you've done quite well in life. And this woman has been beside you every step of the way, helped get you there, and now you turn around after these wonderful years of marriage and say, you know what? You're too fat. You've got too many wrinkles. I don't like you anymore. Get out. I've got a newer, brand-new, slim version of you. She takes you to court. The judge looks at the facts and says, half. She gets half. Everything. Everything. Half. Give her half. And if you have kids, more. Because she's married to you. Here's your government demanding so much money, and these people are not even married to you. I mean, the only thing they have in common once in a while is that they're willing to screw you. Once, but I mean, come on. This is absurd. And then you look at what they spend the actual money on. And can you say that the money is being spent if in, uh, can you say that the money that you send in is being spent efficiently or for the best use of society? And then everything they touch is still in debt. No matter how much they get, it's never enough. No, my friends. The wealthy, and this is always the rub, everybody always thinks they want to stick it to the wealthy. We're going to stick it to the rich. We're going to stick it to the rich. Well, what happens when the rich stop working? Because, you know, guess what? Rich people work, too. They don't just sit around and clip the coupons. From the, Some of them do. Some of them live in that world. But many people in the United States who arrive at wealth do so through the industry of their own hard work. And at some point, they don't have to work. And if they stop working, if they decide to shut down a business, guess who loses? 
the people who of who need the work. If they stop putting money into the economy and take the money elsewhere, guess who loses? The overall economy. They don't have to sit around and take this continued abuse from a bunch of politicians who have never met payroll, who don't know the first thing about working for what's theirs, who don't know the first thing about spending money wisely. You're talking about Joe Biden here. He spent his whole freaking life almost in one government office or another. What the hell does he know about private sector work? What does he know about inventing a job or making anything happen? Absolutely zero. But he'll sit here and tell you that you don't deserve the money that you have worked for, and he's going to take more of it. And if you're rich, you're not supposed to complain. But guess what? The rich don't have to just sit and take it. They can leave. Ask New York about that. Ask the governor. Ask Governor Hochul with all her big spending plans how much more she'd love to spend if some of these New Yorkers that are here were here weren't now claiming Florida or other states that are low taxes their primary residence now. And Democrats get so mad over that that they even want to tax you after you leave. And they're trying to do that. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. It is our rush hour here on WABC. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. And we're coming back. Don't go away. We'll be here shortly. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. The SOS band brings us back on WABC Talk Radio. The 77 in New York. Take your time. There's not a lot that I can say about Karim Jompia that hasn't already been said. I try very hard on this program not to call people names, not to say that this person is an idiot or that person is blah, 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 because, you know, come on, it's just not nice. But there are some things that, that this woman says that I just find absolutely galling. And she did it again. 
Before I get to the story of what really galled me that came out of the mouth of this inept press spokesperson, let's listen to a few other things that she's had to say. In order, uh, Jason will do uh, four, five, and six. Let's start with her statement yesterday over this kidnapping in Mexico by the cartels, two Americans killed. And by the way, there have been all kind of warnings. There was a news story today. I didn't print this one up. They just said, if you're on a highway in Mexico, you are traveling on an unsafe road. No matter what highway you are, you are open to a threat. But this is what uh, Miss Karin Jompia had to say about the kidnapping and murder of two Americans in Mexico. We're still working with Mexican officials to learn more and to have all Americans return to the United States. President Biden has been kept updated on this incident. Senior members of the White House has, have also been engaged. We extend our deepest condolences to their families and friends. For the sake of privacy and out of respect to the families, we are going to refrain uh, from further comment about those circumstances at this time. I can confirm out of respect for the families, we're not going to say anything. With the families of the individuals, but again, we will respect their privacy regarding privacy. our conversations with them. We yeah, appreciate the, the hard work of the Justice Department and the FBI, Please, DHS, and DEA for their swift response to this awful incident and for their continued collaboration with Mexican authorities. These U.S. agencies remain in close touch with their counterparts, and we expect that they will share more as they can. Attacks on U.S. citizens are unacceptable. Yeah, no right. What are you going to do about it? Under what circumstances? What are you going to do about it? They happen. What are you going to do about it? We will continue to work closely with the Mexican government to ensure justice is done in this case. Right. What are you going to do about it? Out of respect, no comment. Out of respect, no comment. You could comment and tell us what you are going to do about it. Okay, let's go down the line. Let's listen to Karim Jean-Pierre talk about the massive problem we have at the southern borders with illegal immigrants coming through. That was a deterrence from coming to the border and a way for them to stay at home and, 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 and find a way and, and use the app to come to, into the U.S. And so that is a way, an incentive, uh, an option, a path, if you will, uh, for them to use uh, to, to, uh, to figure out how can, they, how can they do this in a legal pathway. Yeah, uh, we, we gave illegal immigrants an app that they can use. Um, four million is the projected number. Four, over four million illegal immigrants coming in already. And uh, we gave them an app. All right, let's see what she has to say about fentanyl. Again, a problem at the border. Let's see what our brilliant press secretary has to say about that. Let's be very clear. Let me take on the drug part here, because since you brought this up, um, because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows. You believe this crap? You have fentanyl killing so many Americans from coast to coast. Many of it have come through the poorest borders. And here she is taking credit 
for quote unquote historic work that Biden. This is to, who believes this woman. Now the story that has me galled. You can find it at BizPack Review today. Karine Jean-Pierre claims Tucker's January 6th clips still show the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. This is what she said, that the, and, and what Tucker Carlson is showing, well, that still shows that the January 6th incident at the Capitol is the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. What utter nonsense. Has anyone heard of the World Trade Center in New York and planes going into it? What was that an attack on? That was an attack on America. And before that, there was another bombing at the World Trade Center. More lives were lost. That was an attack on America. But what about the Japanese government flying planes over to attack our naval fleet at Pearl Harbor? That was an attack on American democracy, on America. What about World War I, World War II? What about these terrorist attacks? And yet this woman has the audacity to claim that what happened on January 6th is the worst attack on American democracy since the Civil War. She either doesn't know anything about American history and she's willful and she's totally ignorant or she's willfully ignorant, and lying, one or the other. You pick. Because this absolutely makes no sense to anyone that has studied any American history seriously. What happened on January 6th has liberals, Democrats, their allies in the mainstream press upset beyond reason We talked about this yesterday with Mark Stein. This was an attack for sure, but it wasn't the narrative that they said it was, which is why Chuck Schumer has his his undies all in a bunch, as do several rhinos like Mitt Romney and others, and the turtle, Mitch McConnell, Every day in America, in American cities, criminals invade the homes of American citizens or they accost them in the streets. In some cases, people are beaten, murdered, raped, pillaged. And none of these people, the aforementioned Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, None of them have anything to say about what happens in American cities on a daily basis. The weekend death tolls in Chicago, the weekend death tolls in New York, 
the, re- the, the weekend death tolls in Atlanta, in Detroit, in California, in L.A., in San Francisco. Nope. This can go on week after week. If you look at what happened in, in Portland now two years ago, where a city is allowed to burn for over a month straight, anarchists take over. They don't consider that. And by the way, government buildings were attacked. That's not considered an attack on democracy. But oh no, you get some people and you get maybe 15, 20 of them that actually vandalize and attack the U.S. Capitol out of hundreds. And this is the worst attack on democracy since the Civil War. They have an inflated view of themselves. And to them, this is an outrage that someone would dare enter into their house of work. But they can enter in, criminals can come into your house every day, and they won't care not one iota. These people, they live on a different in a different mental universe than the average America, and they are so out of touch with the average American citizen and the concerns of average Americans. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, we're here at WABC Talk Radio 77. It's post Snurdy's Rush Hour. Your calls are coming up. Got a few more news items to get to. Smokey Robinson takes us in. We're coming back in a moment. Let's head to the telephones and start in the Bronx with Saul. How are you, Saul? Uh, I think uh, I think didn't want to call you up for a long time because last time you made a comments about my comment. But I'm going to ask you a question. You keep saying rich people. The top 20, their mother and parents, they give them their money. Elon Musk, let's just start from the guy that you guys give too much credit. Her, his mother stole $750 million from South Africa because she was secretary of the Africana Party. But you guys missing that story. And she moved all the money to Germany, and Elon Musk came to this world. So stop saying to me, rich should not pay their taxes. But they stole said, money from different places in the world. Hey, Saul. 
I never said rich people shouldn't pay their taxes. You said that they're going to stop working. They've never stopped working. They've been stealing from the people. I said they have the ability to stop. I said they have the ability to stop rolling. And all people didn't get, all people that are rich did not. First of all, I don't know about this, his mother's story. If she stole money from South Africa, then the South African government should be prosecuting that and prosecute her and, and, and claw back the money. Okay. This is the first time I'm ever hearing that one, but okay, whatever. But the idea that rich people just have to bend over and take it every time somebody wants to take their money. Nope. Doesn't work like that. Sorry, my friend. Sorry. You're so jealous of rich people. What's your problem? With rich people. Hold on, hold on. You're accusing me I'm jealous. I'm not jealous yeah. of anybody. I think like you. Yeah, why not? But you just accuse a woman be of being fair. a thief. You are not fair, and I'm going to let you go. I'm being very you. fair. I'm being very fair. I'm asking you a question. What have you got against rich people? I have nothing against the rich people. Well, why are you coming out like saying rich people stole all of this and stole all of that? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me just say something to you. Wait, wait, wait. You keep talking I'm about waiting. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In Bible says the rich people they have to pay their share. Why you have and a no, problem? No Why one disagrees with that. I have never said I have never disagreed with that. Okay, let's talk rich. In America, what is the what is the how much should rich people pay? Like Germany and New Zealand, thirty percent of taxes. There is nothing wrong with the German rich. They're still living in Berlin. They never left Germany. Okay, now what percentage? Uh, Saul, what percentage of taxes? Do the rich pay in America? What? What percentage? I'm going to tell you that. What percentage of the taxes do rich people okay, pay on. in America? Okay, go to the. Don't listen to Come the on, Fox Google News. It. Don't go and listen to the Fox News or CNN. I'm not, I don't have to rely on Fox News. I'm, first of all, I have the facts in my head. I don't have to rely on Fox News. I'm asking you a question. Stop stalling and answer the question. You call me with this premise. What percentage of taxes do the rich in America pay? According to the U.S. Department of Treasury, the highest tax payers in this country are middle class, the guys that they're taking their taxes from their paychecks every week. Rich, they don't pay their share. So stop okay, stop making, up, stop making up information and trying to pass it off as a fact. Here's the answer to the question, since you don't know it. In America, rich people, those considered to be rich, and that would mean, by the way, some In some cases, people that don't even make a million dollars a year, but that would still put them in the top 5% of all taxpayers. In the United States of America, 95% of all of the taxes that are paid are paid by the rich. Did you know that? That is not true. That's a makeup. It is true. It is true. Don't sit and tell me it's not true. Just go check the quintiles with the the quintiles of wealth with the IRS, because this is where the information comes from, the United States Treasury. Okay? And and I'm sorry you don't like it and you don't know it, but just because you don't know something doesn't mean it's not true. In the United States of America, you, like many other people that have this axe to grind with the so-called rich, don't even know the facts. And in America, the wealthy pay 95% of all of the taxes that are paid in actual dollars and cents. So stop complaining. Stop whining about rich people. Stop accusing rich people of being thieves and get off your own duff and become rich and stop carping about them.
Okay, thank you very much for your time, and thank you for taking thank my phone call. I bother you later again. Okay, thank you. I always love hearing from you, Saul. Thank you so much. Okay, let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Hi, Bo. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Okay, I got two things for you. Um, within five to ten years, all of the gains that people will make that are supp- supposedly the ultra-wealthy will be taken in taxes. There'll be no incentive to invest, really, with this kind and of this taxation. Is, this is what people do not understand. You're exactly right. When you start taxing people to those levels, what they do, they are disincentivized to earn money. Because why earn money if the government's treating you like like your ex-wife and taking half of it? And by yeah. the way, the ex-wife, I'm not, I'm not mad at her if you were a louse, okay? But, but, I mean, you're not married to the government. Why should you pay them half of anything? This comes down to the real root causes. They're always whining about the rich don't pay their fair share. And they're right about that. In America, the rich pay more than their fair share. And at some point, this has got to stop. And that is not to say that people in the middle class are not taxed too much. You know, Jason made a point afterwards. He was he said, what did, tell, me, tell me what it is with you with what we were talking about during the break. Yeah, you know, I was saying basically if you think about it, you get paid, so you get taxed on your paycheck. Then you go and want to spend that same dollar, you're going to pay tax again. So by the time that $1 has taken all the taxes out, you're only actually pocketing a fraction of, of your pay. That's exactly right. And when you start talking about now you funding the entitlement programs for other people, and not to mention, by the way, the money that you are forking over to fund illegal immigration into the United States. I mean, and people don't want you to talk about that because they call you xenophobic and everything else, but you're paying for it. All the money that you're paying in the military to have people get these sex change operations, you're paying for it. All of the money that you're paying so that the money can be given away to hostile governments like Iran. Yeah, you're paying for that, too. And on top of it, if you are wealthy, they want to charge you so much money because they know you can't complain because people have no sympathy for you. They want to just tax you, tax the money. We have to take a break. We are so late. Coming back, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Both snurders, rush hour, don't go away. We're coming back. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Hoping that your presence with us is indeed very pleasant stylistics to bring us back this afternoon. Heading to the telephones, we go. 
Let's talk to George in Rockland County. Hello, George. Welcome. Uh, hello, Mr. Golden. Uh, so can I touch it about a different subject be, uh, than my initial... Uh, Go ahead, but make it quick because we got to get to a few I'll more calls. It really quick, okay. Uh, you were talking about uh, earlier uh, regarding, uh, you know, is it really those elected officials, senators, members of the House really don't care. And I think as a solution to it would be a term limit, a term limit to all of them, including top of, uh, you know, People in key uh, departments, okay, when you have something like this, uh, they're not entrenched, and uh, as such, uh, they will get some life experience, real life experience here, okay, and there will be less of a chance uh, to happen what is happening. I have heard arguments for years about term limits, and let me say this, we do have term limits. They're called elections. And when people don't like their leaders, they can vote in mass and get rid of them and call an end to their term. As for mandatory term limits, uh, when it comes to how long you can stay in office, I am not in favor of it and never have been. It robs a body of institutional knowledge, and you do need institutional knowledge to make any government work. There has to be some institutional knowledge, not just this turn style of old and new people. But look, I recognize what you're saying, and there's a part of me that wants to agree with you because I understand the frustration behind it. We're sick of seeing the same faces saying the same thing, and voters won't get them out. Well, my answer to that is work harder and get them out and present a better alternative before the the voters. I'm going to move along here because time is running. I want to get as many voices as we can in today. Debbie in Westchester, thank you for calling. Thank you for waiting. Hi, Bo. I'll make it quick. I just, And I'm sorry if I'm repeating a point you made earlier, but I just wanted to comment on taxes where there's such a disproportion of people who pay the bulk of the taxes in this country. Um, and and as, again, I don't know if you mentioned it, where there's a huge percentage of people who don't pay any taxes at all, yet they vote. And their vote determines how money that's not theirs gets spent. And that isn't sustainable. And Debbie, thank you for bringing that up. I'm, even if you had repeated my point, I wouldn't have been upset about it because these points need repeating. But I did not raise that, and you're absolutely right. 30% of the American people that work don't pay taxes at all, roughly. That is not an exact figure. But roughly 30% don't pay taxes at all. And yet many of these people take money from the government and from other people. It is a redistribution of income. And Democrats love that scheme because people that don't put into the system take out, and the party that supports that are the Democrat Party. That explains a lot, doesn't it? Rick in Elmwood Park, thank you for waiting. Rick, how are you? How are you doing, James? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, they need more money so they can send it over to China for windmills and solar panels that aren't going to change the temperature of the earth one degree. Thank you. You made a brilliant point. Oh, goodness. So much more to be said. And we'll be here tomorrow to say more of it. God willing, of course. It is always such a pleasure to be with each and every one of you. I, w- I do want to spend more time talking about these taxes because there's so much to be understood. And by the way, I'm still learning as I go along. I am not a tax, quote unquote, expert. I still learn. I'm still learning about 
how taxes are used and how they're taken from people. But I do know this. Democrat Party has built, aside from the racist handbook, this attack on the so-called rich. Meanwhile, you look at their party leaders. All of them are rich, and they all manage to keep a lot of their money. And if you're like the Pelosi's, you even can do well in the stock market when others can't seem to. Anyway, tomorrow is another day, and we'll be here. Meanwhile, John Katsimatidis, Rita Cosby, up next. Got to stick around for that. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Always a pleasure to be here with you, and hopefully we'll do it again tomorrow. God willing. See you then. Bye.